welcome to the ID Talk Podcast. My name is Peter Cantor, and I am the Editor-in-Chief of Fine Biometrics, where we are celebrating our 17th annual year in review. Throughout January on ID Talk, we will be interviewing biometrics and identity leaders about the major milestones not only of the year, but also the previous decade. That's why on this latest episode, I am excited to welcome Karen Seidman-Becker, CEO of CLEAR, a leading biometrics company known best for its airport passenger screening deployments all across America. We begin our discussion on the topic of the decade in biometric border control and the many obstacles CLEAR faced as it built up its impressive network. We go on to discuss the advent of smart stadiums and how CLEAR's expansion into events venue spaces offers unique opportunities for biometric access and commerce, including the sale of alcohol. We continue with a preview of what's next for CLEAR as we enter a new year and the company continues to strive for ubiquity. So without further ado, here's CLEAR's Karen Seidman-Becker on the ID Talk podcast. I'm joined today by Karen Seidman-Becker, CEO of CLEAR. Karen, thank you for joining me on the ID Talk podcast. Thrilled to be here and kick off the year on biometrics. Fantastic. We're speaking today at the dawn of a new decade, and so much of the biometrics industry as we know it right now has its roots in biometric border control. How has that sector evolved over the past 10 years? Biometric border control has obviously been very hot over the last 10 years, and I think Well, I think border control has become a hotter topic, and what people have recognized was that biometrics was, was in fact, your passport, right? That passports and just a piece of paper weren't enough to identify people. And I think that is how, with such an important use case, biometrics really came to the forefront. It was used in the military for a long time outside of border control. And so... You know, when we started Clear, ironically, uh, it's, it's our 10th anniversary at Clear. We uh, relaunched the company in April of 2010. It was not in the consumer mainstream in the U.S., but in fairness, if you look outside the U.S. pre-2010, it has been used for Brazil in voting. It has been used for in South Africa for the um, distribution of entitlement programs like food stamps and healthcare. And so, and it had been used uh, in parts of Asia for finance. And so I do think the past decade has been the decade of biometrics. I do think that they've gone mainstream to consumers. And I do think in such a highly regulated an important area like both defense and border control, proclaiming that biometrics, whether it be fingerprint, iris, face, or voice, are the best forms of identification was a validation for the industry. Over that time, you've really expanded the CLEAR network. What were some of the major obstacles CLEAR faced growing that network? Um, there wasn't an obstacle that we didn't face. I like to say every uh, yes here began with a no. Um, at the beginning, when we were uh, buying clear out of bankruptcy, uh, people said, why would you use They squinch up their nose and say, why would you use biometrics? And I said, it's the best form of identification. And it is the and as opposed to the or. And what I mean by that are that biometrics are the bridge between security and customer experience. And post 9-11, so at the beginning of the decade, we were only nine years past that, 
you know, it was uh, that which made us more secure, you waited in a longer line for, and that which gave you a frictionless experience was less secure. And biometrics enabled the and. You can have both stronger security and an enhanced customer experience, and now so much more beyond that. But uh, there are so many obstacles. First of all, if you look pre-2010, including the first go-around of Clear, there were quite a few bankruptcies in the consumer biometric space. So nothing gives an industry a worse name than a few bankruptcies. So we'll start with that. Um, I think that originally, you know, the cloud wasn't big in 2010, and so it was really hard to scale consumer biometrics businesses that were match on card technology when you're still taking out a card to, you know, match your biometrics to it, you're not able to transform the customer experience as much because taking out your building access card is the same as taking out your biometrically enabled smart card, right? Biometric payment, taking out your smart biometric card is the same as taking out your credit card. So I don't think you could give the same uh, enhanced frictionless customer experience like walk-through facial or iris on the fly or a hand wave for fingerprints like you can today. Uh, and so I think the obstacles were clearly the first uh, decade of the 2000s gave biometrics a bad name. Um, I think that then the customer experience as we went to the consumer wasn't as good as it is today based on technology and innovation. I think that um, one of the other things for, for Clear specifically was, you know, um, you know, the customer experiences, people thought, oh, good enough, or it's going to take up too much space, or it's going to be too expensive, and our view was no, no, and no. And so, in fact, you can construct a system that's economically efficient, that is good for all stakeholders, great for security and for homeland security, great for airlines, where you can delight their passengers and get them to the gate faster and happier, Great for airports and cities where you can strengthen security proactively, delight customers, get them spending more post-security, wanting to travel more, and awesome for consumers who can actually plan, you know, plan a trip and know that I could leave my office now and be on the plane in an hour when I look at traffic uh, plus the airport experience. And don't forget in the past decade, you know, with with Waze, with Uber or Lyft or Rideshare, there's so much transparency into your, a piece of your journey, and that piece has become so frictionless, and the airplane experience has gotten so much better that, you know, that airport and security experience was really the pain point. Uh, and so, you know, real estate was an obstacle. The fact that the company went bankrupt, the, the biometrics industry was didn't have a great name. Um, there wasn't an obstacle that we didn't have. And and so, you know, you need leaders. You always need one. For clear, it was, uh, you know, TSA saying yes, they were a real leader in the industry in biometrics. Uh, it was the Orlando airport wanting to go first, uh, you know, in that Disney-like uh, Universal Studios customer-centric experience in Orlando where you have the highest percentage of first-time travelers. It was customers who missed it and loved the experience and were willing to come back and give it a try. And it was the cloud that was really transformational. And then Delta Airlines, the first airline. So you needed one in, you know, you needed to knock down all those different stakeholders and somebody needed to step forward and lead. And we were lucky enough or as I like to say, indefatigable enough um, to find a leader in each of those industries that have really brought along so many other people.
Yeah, that's really quite an amazing success story, especially coming from, like you said, the previous decade with all of these public perception issues that have really, you know, beyond border control, they've really kind of plagued just biometrics in general. How much of clear success on that note in airports can be owed to the mainstreaming of biometrics in consumer devices like smartphones? I absolutely think biometric-enabled smartphones were transformational for the industry. I think people originally putting their thumb or whatever finger they chose, I never understood some of the finger choices that people made, like thumb or second finger seems to be the best. Um, Putting your pinky on that, like, you know, round divot seemed harder. I think that was really important. Obviously, a company like Apple or Samsung, um, Google getting behind it. I think that is part of the consumerization, and and I think that that was was meaning was a meaningful step forward. Again, I, when we talk about the challenges, things that come out of the defense industry aren't thinking about the customer UX and UI and obsessed about the customer journey and experience in the same way that consumer companies are. And so, getting consumer companies behind that experience. I absolutely think was the dawn of a new era. And, you know, further to that, what role broadly does public perception and education around biometric technology play in terms of adoption? I think it's crucial and CLEAR has tried to take a real leadership role. It's been very important to us over the past, I'd say three years. At first we were so small, nobody cared what we had to say. And and uh, at this mo- at this moment, we've been saying the same thing for 10 years, but people are starting to listen. Uh, I think education is incredibly important, but I also think doing the right thing around data security and privacy and network security um, is crucial, and really driving that message home as well. So, how do biometrics work? Why are they secure? Uh, how do you protect our privacy? What do you do with the data? It, it is crucial. And from the very beginning, if you look in 2010 at our first email to consumers and our customer pledge, we said we will guard your privacy. That is in the emails that we sent out in 2010. We understood at that moment that being a secure identity platform, which is what Clear is, meant driving trust with our consumers, driving trust with our partners, driving trust. Uh, without throughout our organization and having that trust be part of our DNA for anybody who joined. You know, it started with two of us in a room. And so the education has become multifold, right? Biometrics used to be a little bit simpler. Fingerprints, they're iris, they're long tested, 99.999 accuracy. And now there's so much more. And so we are shouting from the rooftops from Washington and Capitol Hill, Um, to regulators, to consumers, to partners around privacy, data security, biometrics, what it means and where we're going. Mm -hmm. Well, and you know, uh, it all seems to really be working for CLEAR. You know, that trust that you're developing there has really led to a really strong word of mouth uh, reputation for CLEAR. I was just listening to, just as a non sequitur, I was listening to a sports podcast the other day, the Bill Simmons sports podcast and he just offhandedly had a short conversation about clear and i was like oh (laughs) i i know these people uh and so it just you know it really strikes how much building that trust really does get into people's day-to-day lives (laughs) 
Instead of your driver's license or other physical ID cards, Clear uses biometrics, your unique eyes, fingerprints, and face to quickly confirm your identity, creating better customer experiences at every touchpoint, from airport security to sports stadiums to Hertz rental car lots. Named on CNBC's Disruptor 50 list in 2019, Clear is redefining how people live, work, and travel with the latest biometric technology, which is Safety Act certified from the Department of Homeland Security. Now in over 65 airports and other venues, Clear is expanding rapidly across the country with new locations and innovations coming soon. Learn more about Clear and enroll today at clearme.com. And now, back to the podcast. Um, sort of segueing from that sports comment, actually, border control is only part of the picture when it comes to Clear. In recent years, your company has expanded into events venues. What made stadiums the next logical step when expanding out from airports? So the the obvious answer would be I wanted to be a sports reporter going at, you know at, out of the University of Michigan, and so my obsession with sports uh, from a young age grew up a Redskin fan in Washington in the '80s, and they won a lot of Super Bowl championships. But the reality is that when we looked at sports stadiums, and again, we'll take the University of Michigan because I went to a school that had 110,000 fans show up at a sports stadium. Layer on top of that, I am a neurotic paranoid uh, mother of three and 9-11 changed my perception of both how secure we are here in our own country and my responsibility for it. And that sports stadiums are on, you know, DHS's, you know, terrorist target list. My view was that sports stadiums need security and customer experience and identity matters there. And, you know, somebody's buying a ticket for an airplane and spending a lot of money and leaving their family. And, you know, there's a lot incorporated with travel. Well, there's a lot incorporated with going to a sporting event. You're passionate about the team. You want to be there for tip off or, or, you know, first pitch you want, you're there with your family. You want it to be enjoyable. And, um, and so when you have 48,000 people going into a baseball stadium, for instance, where clear has a partnership with major league baseball and a significant amount of teams and 50% of the uh, fans come within 30 minutes of game time, 15 minutes before and 15 minutes after how you drive that fan experience is crucial and how you enable what I what we look at today in airports is curb to gate. It's not just at the security checkpoint, right? There's biometric bag drop and lounge access and boarding. And we think biometric payment coming soon to an airport or an airplane near you, and Clear is focused on enabling that. You see the same experience and the same customer journey at a stadium. You've got to park. You've got to get into the stadium. You've got to go through security. There's concessions. We're now doing biometric, you know, beer uh, because you are your driver's license and you are your credit card. And so sports stadiums are having the same challenge, if you will, about security and frictionless customer experience and going back to what we talked about earlier, that and biometrics are the bridge there. Uh, I saw a lot of, of parallels. And also when you look at the user base, so travelers have a lot in common with sports fans. Many of them are sports fans. Yeah, we were really excited uh, to grow our sports and entertainment vertical. Oh, and ticketing, right? So we're doing biometric ticketing 
for airports and airlines, well, it's the same thing. You got a ticket. And why are you having to, how many of us have like, you know, trying to find our ticket either on our mobile wallet or in, you know, download it when you get there, either at an airport or a sports stadium or your paper ticket? Why? You are your ticket. And so there's so many similarities, structural similarities, fan experience or customer experience similarities. And once you enroll, the beauty of biometrics is enroll once, use it everywhere, right? You're, you are mm -hmm. always you. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and especially now, you know, we, you spoke earlier about cloud infrastructure not really being up to snuff before, but now that we actually have the ability for that level of scalability, you actually can just be yourself uh, without multiple enrollments, which is amazing. And one of the beauties of sports is also teams and owners are really focused on innovation and the fan experience. And so I'd say that's similar to airlines, airports, uh, TSA, everyone's focused on innovation, security, and the fan experience. So we all have a lot in common. Absolutely, yeah. Loyalty, loyalty to airlines, loyalty to sports teams. There's a lot of similarities. But, you know, kind of in contrast to that, what aspects of the stadium experience make it unique for biometric deployments? So I think the, the multiple entry ways, you know, if you look at a baseball stadium or a football stadium, you can have 40 or 50 entry ways. Those are uh, a lot to cover and a lot to think about. So I think that makes it unique. I think that when you look at the concourses and how they're shaped and, and how the traffic flows, that makes it unique. And I also think, you know, there used to be a saying, if you've seen one airport, you've seen one airport. I think sports stadiums are also so different, both from, you know, a basketball stadium to a football stadium to a baseball stadium, but then throughout those stadiums. So where they're situated, you know, you have where the San Francisco Giants play, that is right in downtown San Francisco. So when you look at perimeter management and things of that nature, parking, very different than other stadiums. And so how you think about, you look at what the Braves have done in Atlanta and the battery there, it's amazing, totally blown away by what they've done. It's a different use of space and a different opportunity and a, and a huge opportunity for biometrics from parking to concessions to entry. But each of these customer journeys, and, and we're, we spend a lot of time here at Clear talking about the customer journey, are very different. So you have to be modular and, and you have to, put your system together in order to create that frictionless secure journey. Speaking about that that customer journey as well, and you, you mentioned this earlier, but a really exciting use case for Clear in stadiums is biometrics for the automated sale of alcohol. What sort of partnerships are required to enable that sort of advanced strong identity application? So the alcohol opportunity is another great example of identity, right? Cards that you're whipping out of your wallet to prove that you are you and that you're entitled either to be in this building or that you have a ticket in this terminal or that you're over 21 and have a credit card. And so what's exciting about biometrics is it can serve all of those governors, if you will, it can serve all of those use cases. Uh, you need a, a partnership with, with several folks, so concessionaires, point of sale companies. We did a biometric beer vending machine, which is very exciting because it drives automation, greater points of presence, easier access for consumers, and significantly you know, more secure because at the tap of a finger, you can uh, be both your driver's license and your credit card. But so there's hardware, there's software APIs, 
there's concessionaires, there's payment. You've got to bring all those parties together in order to facilitate transactions. It's such an, a fascinating deep use case, the, the stadium and event venue experience. What lessons learned through Clear the Stadium deployments can be applied outside of sports venues? And uh, as kind of a follow-up to that, do you have any plans to bring Clear to the retail level? So the answer is there are a lot of lessons to be learned from stadium <laughs> deployments. And the biggest one that we've learned is that regular season and playoffs are totally different. Uh, you know, the crowds, um, the ruckus. And, and so I think that what you see, and I call it the accordion uh, effect, if you stare at airport security checkpoints or just airports in general, busy in the morning, quiet in the afternoons, unless you're Atlanta airport, and then, you know, gears up again in the middle of the day, Sunday night busy, Saturday morning quiet. You've got to be able to be flexible and have strong throughput and security no matter um, these times. And so it really does take a lot of thought around uh, operations, people, equipment. When you think about e-gates, the speed of transactions is crucial. And so that's sort of our biggest takeaway is speed of transactions and continuing to, to make them as fast as possible. And thanks to innovation and technology, it's gone from a few seconds to a few hundred milliseconds. And so I think that's hugely important when you think of, you know, face on the fly, building access, things of that nature, you, you got to be able to do it really fast. Um, and so retail level, I do think that again, being obsessed with the customer experience, that there is a 360 opportunity in retail. I think physical retail has had its challenges. And when you look at a consumer these days, they don't care if they bought it online or offline. They just want to get what they want, have the experience that they want. And through biometrics, you can put that identity together and that experience together. And so I think there's huge opportunities to transform the physical and online retail environment so that I'm just a customer of that company, let, let, you know, company X, doesn't matter where I bought the stuff, my experience should be holistic and they can better serve me. And that, that does seem to be, you know, we've talked about a lot of parallels and, um, and underlying currents and identity. And that seems to be another big trend we've been seeing the past couple of years is this digital and physical person kind of coming together into one and how that's facilitated by biometrics. I completely agree at the retail level that that sort of one customer, one company relationship really seems to be the next step there. Clear makes everyday life easier and more secure by using biometrics, your fingerprints, eyes, and face to confirm that you are you and keep you moving. Currently in over 65 airports and other venues across the country, you are your ID, credit card, ticket, reservation, and more with Clear. Imagine a smarter, more connected world where you can do virtually anything without ever pulling out your phone or wallet. Breeze through airport security in a blink and purchase concessions with the tap of a finger without ever breaking a stride. Clear is redefining how people live, work, and travel, and we can't wait to see what the future holds. Learn more and enroll today at clearme.com. And now back to the podcast. We're recording this on the final day of the Fine Biometrics Year in Review Survey. And I think it's appropriate to really take a look back in depth on the year that was for Clear. 
you know, you saw a great number of deployments in the U.S. in airports throughout 2019. How long until Clear becomes ubiquitous at the airport, and where do you see it going after that? Just so you know, we're working hard on it. Ubiquity is my favorite word. Well, indefatigable is my favorite. Ubiquity is my second. Uh, yeah, look, 2019 was a big year for us. We expanded our network and we expanded our use cases within that network, right? Going back to that curb to gate or gate to seat in sports stadiums or using your face to drive off the lot at Hertz. So continuing to drive those use cases and that ubiquity. So growing the network, growing the products, whether it be biometric ticketing into LAFC or the Mets or buying a beer, also launching our first mobile app, uh, which you can enroll using your face and then you have that use case to drive off the Hertz ladder for other applications. Uh, CBP TVS, so partnering with United uh, for biometric exit pilots, facial recognition uh, or using your face as your ID to get into the lounge in Atlanta um, with Delta. And also driving all of this responsibly. And I would just wrap 2019 to say we're focused on doing what we do with the highest integrity and responsibly to protect privacy and security and the customer experience. We are really focused on, you know, going from 12 times a year, we're now more than that for use cases, to 12 times a day. And that you can do that today, right? You can use Clear uh, as your identity and your boarding pass and biometric boarding pass. You can use it to get into the lounge. You could use it to drive your Hertz car off the lot. You could use it to get into a sports game or ticket, and you could go in there and buy a beer. So, you know, more and more use cases. We're launching our first healthcare uh, use case next month to check in at the doctor's office. And so we believe that the next 12 to 24 months with we're pretty close to a nationwide network today covering close to 80% of the OND traffic in airports and uh, ending the year with close to 5 million members and, and doubling it again this year that this is the time and that with great adoption and trust from partners, partners like Hertz and Major League Baseball and airlines and airports, we can bring on more partners, we can serve their customers even better, drive security, and and really delight people. And quite frankly, there's now a clamoring for it. It's the new expectation. How many of us have gotten out of a cab and forgotten to pay because you're so used to the rideshare app? I believe that the the demand today from the new jet from you know our, the next generation, which is teaching our generation, is for frictionless experiences and. Let me end by saying it's never been more important to drive security, homeland security, and data security. And I do think the biometrics industry as a whole has that opportunity, and, and we're thrilled to be, to be a part of it. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk, and uh, here's to Clear's coming ubiquity. Ah, indefatigable ubiquity. Indefatigable <laughs> ubiquity, exactly. All right. Thanks, Peter. Thanks very much. And so concludes my conversation with Karen Seidman Becker, CEO of Clear. To learn more about the topics discussed in this episode and to enroll in Clear today, visit clearme.com. That's all one word, clearme.com. And be sure to visit findbiometrics.com to read our year in review featured coverage in which our expert editorial team is analyzing the intriguing results from our recently complete year in review survey. I want to thank Karen again for joining me on this episode. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. 
Thank you for listening to the ID Talk podcast. <laughs>